Next week is Feast of Grace. <laughs> I want you to be ready. Tell your neighbor, get ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Ah. <laughs> so, so next week, next week, guys, make sure you're around. From Friday evening, Saturday, and, and Sunday. And, and uh, we are speaking to the man of God who's coming, and he's saying, I'm excited, I'm blessed that, that, I, that, that he's, he's coming. And, and uh, I'm looking forward to a great moment in, in the presence of God. See, Feast of Grace is, is, is several things. The first one is that it's a celebration. It's a celebration because we are celebrating the church. Um, it's like the birthday of the church. In December 2004, on the 4th of December, we started Amazing Grace Parish in 2004. And, and so every year, we, we celebrate around this time uh, what God has done, that we are still here and we are going stronger. I expected you aiming to be stronger on the second one because you can also be here but dying, but we are here and getting stronger. I'm here and I'm getting stronger. You see, it, it also is, is a celebration of God's goodness throughout the year. We are able to look back and say, God, thank you. Yeah, thank you. You have been good since January when we had that long fast and now we are here. And Lord, I can count the good things that you have done. And I st stop counting because they are just too many. You need to adjust this. They're just too many. They're, they're, and I, I thank you for what you've done. So Feast of Grace is that. It's, it's celebrating the church. It's celebrating the year. But it's also about looking ahead. Tell your neighbor, looking ahead. Looking it's ahead. about being empowered, being equipped, being encouraged, being revived, being filled up, being fueled for the year ahead. It is about receiving something that you need for the year ahead. It is about being able to be given the tools and, and, the, and the, the equipment that you need for the year ahead. So, so, so come expecting that you will celebrate and be filled. Amen. Tell your neighbor, I will celebrate, I will celebrate. and I will be filled. And you must be filled. You see, Feast of Grace talks also about the future. And so you need to have an insight on what is coming in the future. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So let, for example, last year we said the heavens are open at Feast of Grace. And the heavens have opened. Huh? The heavens have opened. <laughs> Things that you probably would not have thought would happen in 2017 have happened. Prophecies we had heard a long time ago, suddenly there is an opening. The heavens are open. 
And when I hear some of the testimonies you have been sharing here, I know the heavens are open. Some of you had been praying, Lord, take me to Netherlands. Now you are here. The heavens are and they shall continue to open. There is still more in the next six weeks that remains of this year. Oh, I speak into your life. You will receive that which must be received. And you shall celebrate in plenty. The heavens are open. I was rejoicing throughout this whole week because well, where is my daughter? She's, they've gone to the teenage church and she says, Pastor, I spoke in tongues. So the heavens are open. So when teenagers speak in tongues, I know heavens are open. Uh, you people need to get excited. Maybe because you don't speak in tongues. And God is pouring out his spirit upon the young. Upon babes shall praise be perfected. The heavens are open. And I'm speaking again and saying to you, 2018 is a year for impact. There will be impact. <laughs> there will be impact. It, it is, it's, let me just, let's just give you just an understanding. So when I talk about impact, impact, let me start from here. Impact, the first understanding, you see, every, everyone that I've told about impact, those that are artistic, the one thing they've done is they've shown me something that is cracked up. Do you know why? Because something has dropped on it or colluded on it and has impacted it that it cracks up and opens up. And, 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 and so impact talks about a collusion. <laughs> there is a collusion, and when there is a collusion, things that were stubborn, things that were hard, crack up. And when things crack up, there is going to be a way where there was no way. Amen. I don't know who I'm prophesying to, but you need to understand that in 2018, there is going to be ways where there are no ways for you. You see, sometimes it's easy to predict how things will be, but this way you will not be able to predict. This is why you will need something that can impact your life and impact where you are going. <laughs> the, other, the other word about impact talks about striking something. You strike it, you know, like a ball is thrown towards a, a, a baseball bat, and you strike it. And that strike has impact. And that impact makes the ball to go far away. There is like a striking. And things, things, and, and this, this is it. And I don't know why I'm telling you these things now. They're supposed to tell you next week. But okay, let me, let me tell you now. And, and the striking is, is that where, where you had been stagnant. There is going to be a striking like the hitting of a ball. And suddenly a ball that was stagnant here gets a trajectory that takes it to places where it would never have imagined to be. There is a striking that's going to send you forth into a new dimension, into a new place. It's, it's impact. It's because of the impact. And so you will need 
to be impacted by the Spirit of God in order to go far. The, the other thing about it, impact is that it is an influence. When you talk about impact, you talk about the influence of a thing. So for example, Einstein. You know who Einstein is or was? He was a great what? Scientist. And today, there is the impact of Einstein's knowledge and understanding. We see it in every day. Huh? You see it every day. Your movement, all your science, your physics, your, how, your, you, you left home and now you have electricity. All that Einstein was talking about, the principles behind those kind of things. And, and we, we, you studied. I mean, can you imagine? We have been studying what he was talking about ever since. And my sons and my children are going to study that. Your sons and you are going to study. That's influence. And we are going to base new scientific theories linked to what he talked about. That's influence. And there's going to be an influence that is going to come out of your life. And you will never be forgotten again. See, now they can choose to forget you. But once you are impacted by the Spirit of God, your own impact will make sure you'll be moved from the back to the front. You'll be moved from behind to the fore. You'll be moved from below to the top. There is, there is the thing that you never realized that was in you. When God impacts you, such will be your influence that they will be calling you to say, explain it to us. And, 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 and the last one, the last one is effect. Is effect. Impact is about effect. There is going to be an effect in the community. There is going to be an effect in the city of us being here. We are going to effect, when we, when we sing our vision, we say, we are an amazing Grace Parish our vision is to make what? Major spiritual impact. We shall make a major spiritual impact, a major effect in the affairs of the city. We will make a major effect on the affairs of the city. Hallelujah. Amen. And so in order to do that, you need to be impacted. By the Spirit of God. So don't miss next weekend. Tell your neighbor, don't miss next weekend. If you had been planning a trip, change it to the following one. So that you are there. Hallelujah. Don't miss next weekend. If you have been planning to go to the lab, tell your experiments you'll have to wait. Because I must come into the house of God. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm not just telling you that for, for, for nothing. You know, so I was being called to a meeting on Friday. And so I told the people that I'll come to the meeting, but you'll have to release me by two so that I can be here on time. The meeting is outside of the Netherlands. <laughs> so I said, yes, I'll come. If I had had my choice, I would have just canceled everything. But they said, somebody important is coming. And you are as important as that person, so you need to be there. So when people tell you how important you are, you then have to find a different way. So I said, I will come. But as I come, two o'clock, two three o'clock rather, I'm out. 
so that I can be here. That's how important Feast of Grace is to me. So when I'm telling you, you might have to change your schedule. I'm not just telling you because I want you here. I, I, I need you to be blessed along with me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But per adventure, the man of God is coming to speak to me alone. No? All right, okay. I, I don't know. But, but make sure you are here to be blessed. Hallelujah. Let me just give you the word just quickly to, to illustrate the four things I told you about. There's a collusion, there's a striking, there is, there is an influence, and there is an effect. Let me just, just give you just, just some scripture. Go with me to, to Samuel. I want to use, I want to use Saul. Saul, Saul is, is an ordinary guy in, in, in 1 Samuel chapter 9. 1 Samuel chapter 9, verse 19 to 21. Allow me to just to read some scriptures with you. But I want to use Saul just quickly. Saul here is an ordinary guy. And Saul is, is, is uh, let, me, let me, maybe let me just do this. Let me just do this. Maybe just to help, to help somebody understand how ordinary this guy was at this stage. Right? So, I, so, 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 so keep, keep my verse. Don't, don't go away from my verse. <laughs> okay, I'll, par- I'll paraphrase and then I'll, and then I'll come to my verse. So Saul, Saul goes out, he's the, his, his, his father has donkeys. His father has donkeys. And the donkeys get lost. Do you know donkeys can get lost? Uh, you know, when you grow up on a farm which is nicely fenced, it's sometimes not easy to understand how donkeys get lost on a farm. <laughs> you've got to pick a farm where, where the, 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 there is only around the farm is only enough space for the animals to stay but for them to have something to graze you need to open and release them away to the grazing fields to the paddocks and, and these paddocks are not r- surrounded by water you know, the paddocks in the Netherlands are also difficult to use for illustration because they are surrounded by water. So once you release the cows in there, you know they will be there. You know? So these are just plain, no water, so they can go, and there are no fences, so they can go. The only way you made sure that your animals were not straying is when somebody was shepherding them. That's why when you read the Bible, shepherds have a key role of making sure that the sheep remain where they're supposed to be or the headsmen are there to make sure the cattle and the donkeys don't get lost. But somehow the donkeys of Saul's father were lost. So Saul's father says to Saul, my son, go take a servant with you, go look for the donkeys. So they go look for the donkeys and after many days they don't find the donkeys and then the servant remembers something. See, servants are great. The servant remembers something and says, you know what, Saul, Samuel, I mean Saul, sorry, there is a man of God. There is a prophet around here. So can you imagine, probably they lived in Anhem and they've been walking around looking for these donkeys, looking and looking and looking. And then they are in Ade. And then the servant says, in Wagengen, there is a prophet. Let's go to Wagengen 
to ask the prophet, maybe he knows where our donkeys are. I was thinking, what does the prophet have to do with donkeys? But, but okay, fine. The, the, the prophet might be able to see something in the spirit and give us a direction where we must go so that we can find our donkeys. So they end up at the prophet. Yeah? They end up at the prophet. And, and when they get to the prophet, this is where you get to verse 19. And I am the, they are looking and they meet Samuel is going on his way at the end of the day. And while they meet him, they, Samuel says, I am the seer. But go up ahead of me to the high place. For today you are to eat with me. And in the morning I will let you go and will tell you all that is in your heart. Can you go to verse 20? And he had a son named, no, 20. And as for the donkeys that you lost, Three days ago. Can you imagine? They've been looking for three days. They're looking for donkeys. The donkeys you have been looking for three days ago. Don't worry about them. Tell your neighbor, don't worry about the donkeys. Don't worry about the donkeys. Who am I speaking to? Don't worry about the donkeys. You see, donkeys represent the things that we are looking for. They, they represent the things that we so much desire, the treasures on earth. Can, can you lower my volume? I feel loud. And, and, and they, they, they represent the, the things that are upon our hearts, where your heart, where your treasure is, there your heart is also. And, and you know what? We are worried. I know, I know, I know. You, when you look at your schoolwork and you look at your thesis and don't worry about the donkeys. Tell your neighbor, don't worry about the donkeys. <laughs> the donkeys you seek, don't worry. They have been found. They have been found. Now, now, I want you to understand this. The donkeys have been found. But Saul is still looking for them. The donkeys have been found. But yet Saul is still looking for them. Your donkeys have already been found. <laughs> the things you seek. And so Jesus says, do not worry about tomorrow. For enough is the evil of today. But do not worry about tomorrow. Because I know how to take good care of you. I know the things you need. I know the things you so desperately are looking for, but your donkeys have been found. Don't worry about tomorrow, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. So Saul tells him, they've been found. And to whom is all the desire of Israel turned if not to you and to your father's family? Samuel tells Saul that, you know, there is something bigger. There is something bigger than donkeys that you ought to be concerned about. There is something bigger than the donkeys. Tell your neighbor, there is something bigger. There is something greater. There is a higher calling. There is a higher purpose that you need to be seeking for, that you need to be going for. There is something bigger than yourself. 
something bigger than just a few donkeys, something bigger than just work. There is something bigger. There is a higher calling. There is a greater purpose. And he says to him, all Israel's heart is looking at you. Their desire is at you and your family. And, 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 and verse 21, go to verse 21. And this is Saul's answer. Saul answered and said, but am I not a Benjamite from the smallest tribe of Israel? Am I, am I not of the clan that is the least of all the clans? Am I not of the tribe that is the most insignificant? Let me just continue looking for my donkeys. Let me just go back to my donkeys. Why do you speak to me like this? Why do you say there is a greater purpose? Why do you say there is a greater call? Am I not just from the corner of the nation? Am I not just a small boy? Am I not just, just an ordinary person? I'm here to tell somebody that no, you are not an ordinary person. You are not just a nobody. You are not here for nothing. But God has a greater calling. God has a greater calling for you. Tell your neighbor there is a greater call. You are not here by accident. You are here by his divine purpose, his divine plan, his will. He has placed you here for a time like this. Hallelujah. And for a time like this, there must be a greater call. There must be something greater than you just getting a master's degree. There must be something greater than you just getting a PhD. There must be something greater than you just getting married. There must be something greater than you just getting healed. There must be something greater than you just saying I have a good job. There must be something greater than you running a business. There must be something greater than you being called a pastor. There must be something greater than you being just there. There is a greater call. There is a greater purpose and you must find that purpose. Hallelujah. And in this season, God is going to speak and give you a purpose. Because it, with that purpose, in 2018, in the years ahead, you shall make an impact. Hallelujah. In the years ahead, you are going to be effectual. And you will cause an effect that will transform the people around you. You will make an effect that will move people to a place where they will see God. Where they will meet God. Where they will experience experience the power and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You are not learning about grace for nothing. You are learning it because there is a higher calling. Somebody say higher calling. There is something greater. There is something deeper. And God is calling us. Saul says I'm the least of them all. And it is him that God has called. It is you that God has called. I am not even significant. Yes, it is you that God has called. Nobody knows my father. Yes, but it is you that God has called. Nobody knows where I come from. Yes, but it is you that God has called. It is you that God wants to meet. It is you, it is you that God wants to impact. And now how does Saul move from being the least of them to the one that God uses? From this moment, Saul becomes, Saul becomes, becomes 
into, becomes king after this, this meeting with Samuel. Samuel then meets him at the place where he says, go and meet with me. Go to chapter 10. Go to chapter 10. I may not read everything in there, but I just want to show you a few verses. And then verse 1 says, then Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it upon his head and kissed him and said, is it not because the Lord has anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance? God has anointed, there is an inheritance that you must take. There is an inheritance that you must possess. And God is uh, going to anointing. He is anointing. He is anointing. You see, the, the, the fact that the teen, my, 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 my daughter was speaking in tongues. You know, that the, 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 the young, my young sister came to me and said, Pastor, I spoke in tongues. You see, that for me is a, is a confirmation of how God is pouring out his spirit. How God is pouring out his spirit upon his people. You see, the Bible says you see he is upon Saul who thought himself nothing who thought himself unworthy who had dismissed himself God pours his spirit upon him God pours his spirit upon him and says you are captain over my inheritance there is an inheritance that you must captain there is an inheritance that you must captain. And it is coming into your hands. It is coming into your hands. You see, if it was far away, God is going to bring those things that you must take charge of. God is going to bring those things that you must take charge of. You have thought yourself insignificant, but from this month onwards, you are not insignificant. You are significant. Your neighborhood shall know you as being significant. You will move and not be ignored anymore. Because when you move it, they see a giant is coming. Oh, who am I speaking to? But there's a giant in the inside of you. That must be brought out. And so Saul has the anointing over his head. And, and, and Samuel tells him, when you go away from here... You shall meet somebody who will tell you that, look, we are now looking for you because the donkeys have been found. <laughs> the donkeys have been found. And not only that, he tells him, you shall meet other people along the way. And, and then you shall meet a company of people who will be praising God. Go to verse 5. After that, you shall come upon the hill of God, where there is the garrison of the Philistines. And it shall come to pass when you come to that city that you shall meet a company of prophets. Saul is not a prophet. Remember, he said, I'm the least of them. I am a nobody. He is not a prophet. He had actually gone to Samuel, who is a prophet, so that he could know where the donkeys are. And Samuel now tells him, you will come into the company of prophets. And when you have come into the company of prophets, going up to the high place playing on music on psalteries and tabret and pipe and harp before them you shall all and they shall prophesy but listen you also shall prophesy verse 6 in the bible says and the spirit of the lord will come upon you and thou shalt prophesy with them and thou shalt be turned into another man everybody say another man another. you shall be turned into another man 
if you're going to make impact, God needs to come upon you with his spirit and turn you into another man. Hallelujah. He is going to turn you into another man. During this feast of grace, I am believing God. I'm trusting God that to as many as will come to God, the spirit of the Lord is going to come upon you and you shall be transformed into another man. Don't worry if you're a woman, you shall become another man. Hallelujah. <laughs> you shall become another person. You shall become the person that God wants you to be. You shall become the person that God will use. You shall become the person that will make an impact. You shall become a person who will be joyful and people will be following to say, we want to know what is the secret behind your joy. You shall become the person who will walk in upright and strength and people will want to know what is the strength of your confidence. You shall become another person when the spirit of the Lord comes upon you. You see, Saul, who had never prophesied, Samuel says, you will receive the spirit and you shall become another person. And go to verse 10. I'm jumping some of the other verses. All the things that Saul had told him happened, that Samuel had told Saul had happened. In verse 10, the Bible says, And when they came hither to the hill, behold, a company of prophets met him. And the Spirit, somebody say the Spirit. And the Spirit of God came upon him, and he prophesied among them. He prophesied among them. You will prophesy among the prophets. Amen. You will speak the word of God among spirits. You will declare healing among those that need healing. Amen. You will begin to do great things when you are called for. You see, God can use you as you are. Transform you into the person to make impact. Into the person to bring forth an impact. The Bible says the Spirit of God came upon him and he prophesied. Remember when Saul was told you will become a, pro a, a king. You see, he, he, he couldn't believe it. He says, no, 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 I'm the least of them all. I, I, I can also tell you again when they wanted to anoint him. Eventually when they wanted to anoint him in view of everyone. Do you know what Saul did? On the day of his, when he was supposed to be anointed in front of everyone. Samuel has gathered all the tribes and the elders, all the people, the men, the women, the children to say, today I'm going to anoint your king. And when they are gathered, do you know what Saul did? Saul ran away. He ran away. You know, and, and the people had to be, have you seen Saul? Where is Saul? We, were, we are looking for Saul. Saul, where are you? He ran away. Why? Because he was still thinking, do not say these kind of things to me. I am the least of my family. I cannot do anything. I am not able. I don't do, I can't speak properly. Look at me. I don't even have a suit to wear and I'm preaching. But God is looking for you with or without a suit. Hallelujah. With or without hair, God is looking for you. With or without shoes, it doesn't matter. What matters is when God has chosen you, he has chosen you. When God has a purpose for you, he has a purpose for you. All you need is for God to touch you. And when God touches you, when God touches you, when God touches a man, he changes a man. 
So on this day, eventually when they found Saul and he came, they found Saul and when he stood amongst them, everybody looked at him and said, you are really like a king. And they anointed. The Bible says his head was a head taller than everybody else. One could have been physical stature, but just the way they saw him. And so they anointed him. And after he was anointed king, jump with me to, to chapter 11. I will stop with chapter 11. Chapter 11, the Bible talks about a situation that then arises. Their enemies arise. Their enemies arise. And, and, and the, the, the men of Giba, the men, the men of, came to Saul in Giba. And the enemies, what they did was, you see, they, they, they came and, and, and they, they said something very harsh upon the people of Israel. And when the people of Israel were trying to negotiate, they embarrassed them so badly that, you see, the messengers had to run away and come and tell Saul. Saul was back to farming with the donkeys of his father now that they had been found. And while he was there, you see, they tell Saul. And Saul now, because he has the Spirit of God, the Bible says that the messengers came to Gibeah of Saul and told the tidings in the ears of the people. And all the people lifted up their voices and wept. The story was so sad. It was so bad what had been done to Israel. Go to the next verse. And behold, Saul came after the herd out of the field, came away from the donkeys. And Saul said, what makes the people to cry and weep? And they told him the things the men of Jabesh, the men of Jabesh were so evil and so cruel, what they had done. Verse 6. And the Spirit of the Lord came Upon Saul, when he heard those tidings, and his anger was kindled greatly. Go to verse 7. And he took a yoke of oxen and hewed them in pieces. You see, a yoke of oxen, these are, these, a yoke is, is, two, is, is two big ox. You know what an ox is? The opposite of a cow. Big. That they used to farm. Took them. This is Saul. The guy who had been looking for donkeys, the guy who was afraid, now he takes two of them. And what does he? He tears them up into pieces, kills them by himself. And he says, take these pieces to the coast of Israel by the hand of messengers, saying, whosoever cometh not after Saul and after Samuel, so shall it be done unto his oxen. And the fear of the people fell on, fear of the Lord, sorry, fell on the people. And they all came out with one consent. They came out to go and fight the men of Jabesh. What had been causing them to fear, now Saul rises up in strength. Why? Because of the spirit of the Lord. And not only that, the Bible says the fear of the Lord came upon what? All the people. Came upon all the people. You see, when God uses you, he will use you to impact all the people. And the fear of God shall come upon all the people. You are destined for greater works. Hallelujah. You are destined for greater things. So I want you to rise up and know 
that you see next week, during this course of this week, we are praying and fasting. And pray, I want you to rise up and pray and say, Father, impact me by the Holy Spirit that I may be an impact to the people around and that it may be an impact into my situation. See, I told you that you see the things that may need to be changed. You see here, the men of Jabez had been terrorizing Israel, but after the encounter of Saul with the Holy Spirit, the terrorism of the people of Jabez ended in the name of Jesus. And, and, and you also can be an instrument, a vehicle to end the terrorism of the devil in your family. There is a traumatizing spirit that hits your family. You can be the one that says enough is enough and you can strike back or you can collide with the power of the devil, with the power of the Holy Ghost. Let the fire of God destroy every arm of the devil. The Bible says by reason of the anointing, the yoke is broken. You can be impacted by the Spirit. You can receive of the Holy Spirit in such a way that yokes in your family will be broken. Yokes in your neighborhood will be broken. Yokes in your neighbor will be broken in the name of Jesus. Oh, I want you to pray and say, Father, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Raise your voice and cry out for the Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit changes the ordinary and makes him extraordinary. The Holy Spirit changes somebody who had no title, no position, nothing, and gives him an assignment in the name of Jesus. Oh, makalerebo shandarabakaya, rekonanderebo shakatalabakaya tata. In the name of Jesus, makandorobosa. In the name of the Lord Jesus, pray for yourself right now. He say, Holy Spirit, come upon my life. Come upon my life. The curse in your family can be broken. You see, Saul was just an ordinary person, but after this, his family was no longer ordinary. Oh, your family can move up to something. Your family can do something. You can do something. You can do something. You can do something. You are not a nobody. You are a somebody in the name of Jesus. You are important. You are significant. You are an instrument in the hands of the Lord. You are an instrument in the hand of the Almighty God. Oh, Rabashinderebo Shakataya. Pray and say, Father, make me to have impact. Use me for impact. Use me for impact. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Use me for impact, oh God. Manderebo Shekala Rabasandarabo Seketaya. Riba Baba Baba Baba. I sense a hunger, I sense a thirst in your spirit. Say, Father, fill me now, fill me now, fill me now with your spirit, O God. Fill me with your spirit, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Oh my God, God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, your contribution is not small. Your contribution is not small. Your contribution is not small. Oh, God. 
in the name of Jesus I want you to pray and ask the Lord to give you a word at Feast of Grace so I say I want you to rise and say Father Father speak to me speak to me give me a word for 2018 give me a word for the future of my life make that your prayer you need a word at Feast of Grace out of all those sermons Lord I need a specific word a transformational word pray for a transformational word I make an appointment with you Lord to come and hear Lord Jehovah your word I need your word I need your word in my life Lord I need your word in my life Lord I need to know that which no eye has seen, that which my ears have not yet heard, but that which you have in store for me, Lord, the things you have prepared beforehand. I need to know them, Lord. My Father, I pray for a word. As we come, Lord God, from Friday through to Sunday, I pray, my God, speak a word into my life. Speak a word into AGP. Speak a word into your people. Speak a word for your children, Lord. Lord, wherever they are, whatever they are looking for, speak a word, my God, for them. In the name of Jesus. Speak a word of healing. Speak a word of faith. Speak a word of wisdom. Speak a word of prophecy. Speak a word for their miracle. Speak a word, Lord God, for power to work and to move in their lives. Speak a word, Lord God, to give them a breakthrough. Speak a word, Jehovah, for the church to have an impact. Speak a word, Lord, to give us direction. Speak a word, oh God, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, I thank you, Lord. My God, I bless your name. I worship you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Just hold the hand of, of, of a neighbor and I just want you to begin to pray for that neighbor and say, Father, impact this neighbor in the name of Jesus with your spirit. Fill my neighbor with your spirit. Fill my neighbor with the Holy Ghost power in the name of Jesus. My God, whatever they need, whatever they need, whatever must become of them, Jehovah, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh my God. Pour out your spirit, Lord. Pour out your spirit, oh God. Pour out your spirit, Jehovah. Pour out your spirit, oh Lord. In the name of Jesus. Pour out your spirit, my God. Pour out your spirit, oh Lord. My God, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Pour out your spirit, oh Lord. My God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, pour out your spirit, Lord. Pour out your spirit, oh God. Pour out your spirit, Lord Jesus. Let not your people be ordinary. Let not the church be ordinary. I reject mediocrity. I reject mediocrity. From today, from now onwards, Lord, we will do extraordinary things. Lord, our lives shall move in the power and the might of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. God, I thank you. 
thank you, Lord. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you, Lord. As we come, Lord Jesus, before your throne of mercy, I thank you that the table is ready for us. You say you prepare a table for us in view of our enemies. Thank you that our cup overflows and that our table is full of plenty. I pray that God, when we will meet, O oh God, this coming weekend, Jehovah, we will partake of every good thing that you have in store for us, O oh God. I pray that none of your people will miss, O oh God, their moment of visitation. I speak angels to visit us, Almighty God. I pray, Father, Lord Jehovah, the power of your spirit to engulf us in the name of Jesus. And I pray that, God, you will show yourself, Lord, show your glory in this place and in this city in the mighty name of Jesus. Let your power fall. Father, I pray for deliverance in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the people say amen. If you believe and you'll be filled by the Spirit, say amen. Hallelujah.